It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. What is going on, guys? It is your host, Deolante Daniels and Ed Oliver, back at you guys with another Locked On Wizards podcast episode. On today's show, we're going to be doing our part two of mailbag questions. We got a couple good ones. We're going to be talking about potential prospects and free agency pickups and some other interesting questions as well from you guys. So should be a good show. Let's get right into it. You are Locked On Wizards, your daily Washington Wizards podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is going on, guys? It's your host, Deontay Daniels and Ed Oliver, back with you guys with another Locked On Wizards podcast episode. I want to thank you guys all for making Locked On Wizards your first listen each and every day. We are free and available on all platforms. It part two, part two of the mailbag questions, man. What do the fans have for us? Yes, sir. Part two on 2-22-22, February 22nd, 22. So we got a lot of twos going on here. Um, this is from um shout out to this this guy's from Israel. He um his name is written in Israeli. Um, so I don't have the, the translate on right now, but shout out to him. He says what do you think Danny's ceiling is? And if you think his main problem is a mental problem, because in the past he was with confidence was very special. Does not mention himself at all since he entered the league. I think Danny ceiling is, I think he could be a really good rotational piece for sure. I don't see superstar or like star or all-star and that's okay. I see a very respectable, very useful player on a good team. Like a, a playoff team could use Denny Abia, and he can be an impact player for a playoff team as a role player. I think the mental aspect is big. I definitely think it's big. It was tough when he was getting 11 minutes and one game he got a DMP. All that stuff is tough, especially for a young guy. And I said it back when he was a rookie um, with Scott Brooks and his Plan time was inconsistent. He went from a starter to being on the bench. But now we're seeing him getting consistent 30-minute outings, and his play is looking improved. You know, he's looking more impactful on the court. And you you see confidence can do so much for a young player. Earlier in the season when we were talking about all-NBA defense, he was over there throwing the clamps up. You know, he's not a very, you know, hype guy. He's not a very outgoing guy like a Pat Bev or anything like that. So, I mean, but you've seen the confidence was really high. He felt like, and I'm sure he still does, he felt like he could guard like he could guard anybody out there. So the, the mental aspect is 100%, you know, could have be a factor into things like missing layups with the left hand, you know, and going on shooting slumps. You just got to keep at it. You got to, especially when you're getting the consistent playing time and you're, you know your coach has faith in you and trusts you and you know your coach is going to play you and not yank your minutes 
it makes you feel better, you know, it makes you feel more confident that you will get it together and get the mental aspect together. Yeah, he has been playing better since the trades happened, since the trade deadline. He, you know, got a career high rebounds with 15. He's getting more minutes, 30 minutes a game. Um, and I know a lot of people compare, like, if he was on the Oklahoma City Thunder, where he got time to play 30 or 40 minutes a game, kind of like Josh Giddy, where they have somewhat similar skill sets, where they're looking to pass and involve guys that can rebound. Josh Giddy's got a couple of triple doubles. And I think Denny, um, my bold prediction for the rest of the year, I think, He'll, he's going to play a game where he gets a triple-double. I, I can see that happening. You know, you see the 15 boards and the 13 points in one game. I think he's highly capable of doing that. Um, yeah, the playing strength, finishing through contact, finishing layups, dribbling with his left hand, um, being able to take somebody off the dribble on both sides. The three-point shooting is getting better. Um, he's improving on that. Confidence is huge. It is huge. And, you know, his, his confidence was it was it was tough for him to get in the rhythm. It was tough for everybody to get in the rhythm because we were playing, you know, 12, 13 guys, showcasing guys or whatever. Um, but, yeah, the playmaking skills. And then, you know, when we talked about our lineup yesterday, I don't think either of us said playing him at the one or the point guard position. I don't think he really because, you know, you saw him play against Javon Carter for the Nets and he he got ripped. You know, he he, he plucked him in the middle of the, in the middle of the court. So those are that's why, you know, West is probably a little um, skeptical of playing him at the point guard position. I would say, you know, if he gets the rebound, yeah, sure. Go ahead and take it up. I would not tell him to give the ball up to Ish Smith or give it up to Neto or anybody like that. If, if Danny gets the rebound, yeah, go push it, push the pace. Cause he's been really good at doing that. But as far as like, you know, him bringing up the ball and calling a play, sure. Let's experiment. But I don't know if that would be um, a full-time, long-term thing. Now, he could, he probably could develop into that, but like I said, he has to work on that left hand. And when he's going up against smaller, scrappy guards, because he's 6'9", so that handle going up so high like that, you know, little guys like Javon Carter or like a Ish Smith, they are going to get up on him, and they'll, you know, possibly pluck the ball out of his hands. But as far as development, uh, his ceiling, yeah, the comparisons are, you know, Tony Kukoc, um, Andre Kirilenko, that's what I've seen. Um, Hito Turkoglu, He's not shooting a three like Hito because Hito could knock it down. So he has to improve on the three-point line to be compared to him. But those are, those are some of the comparisons. Of course, him coming into the draft, they said Luka Doncic. That was probably like the easy take because, you know, he's a guy from overseas. Um, I don't see that. But, you know, he, he's his own person. So he's a, he's a good passer. Um, his basketball IQ is, is pretty good. He's, he's really improved defensively. That's the biggest surprise to me in his game is how good he's been defensively, how physical he's been defensively, like you said, putting up the clamps. Um, so I think his ceiling is, is a guy who could average, you know, like 13, um, probably four assists, four boards, something like that. I think he would be a solid starter on a, on a playoff team. Um, I don't know about an all-star or all-NBA player. That's yet to be seen for sure. Um, but I think he could be a, definitely a good rotational piece, a good six-man, a good starter on, 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 a, on a playoff team. Yeah, I I think that's a good ceiling right there too, a good realistic ceiling. I see someone who can become a really good role player. I can see him potentially averaging something like 12, maybe two assists, and I think something like maybe five rebounds, you know, because he gets on the boards. You know, that's one thing he does do well is get on the boards. And I think he can average maybe like 1.5 steals per game. Because he can, he can definitely defensively he'll get them steals when he's really locked in for sure. Uh, as far as the point guard, then he had point guard. You know, I like him in that just more secondary ball handling. He's not an elite ball handler uh, or anything of that nature. 
He's not the smoothest with handling the ball, but he can do it. That's something he can do. I really want him to focus on maximizing getting to the room. Similar to Kyle Kuzma, what he started doing, you know, Kyle Kuzma 6'10", getting downhill, getting to the basket, getting to the free throw line, then taking advantage of those smaller guys. I feel like Denny can do that, especially if he works on that left hand. He can get downhill, you know, and if he can knock down the three at a respectable rate, it'll be it'll be really good for him, you know, and he'll have a long-lasting career in the NBA 100%. Definitely. And back on the confidence thing, I don't know the finishing. I don't know if it's a mental thing, if he's thinking about too much about getting contact when I think, you know, he he has the body, the height and the size to finish through contact and get a couple of ones and dunking the ball. You know, we've seen him windmill dunk and warmups. You know, the athleticism's there. It's there, but it hasn't really shown up in games. So um, some of the bunny layups that he's missing, I do want to see the last mm-hmm. 24, 23 games that are left. I do want to see him finish stronger. I do want to see him finish with a dunk. I do want to see him finish finishing through contact because he he is six nine, so he, he's just got to finish stronger. Yeah, one hundred percent. I think if he can work on that finishing, he'll be all right. He'll definitely be all right. That would be my main thing for him is just work on that finishing, man, and for the free throws. Because if you're gonna be attacking, get to the basket, gotta be able to knock them free throws down. But before we get to our next question, guys. We do have a message from our friends over at Bet Online. The All-Star game, I said on Bet Online, the odds were I believe 325 and a half for the over-under. It hit the under in that game. And I believe Team Durant covered the plus six, I believe it was. So I hope you guys took the under in Team Durant. <laughs> Football might be over for this season, but basketball is in full steam for both pro and college hoops. From all the latest odds, totals, player performance props to where the next fire coach is going to land, BetOnline.net is the number one spot for all your sports betting needs. BetOnline remains the best spot for all of your sports scores, podcasts, and news this season. It is not just basketball. BetOnline.net is your source for hockey, boxing, and UFC odds right to the Olympic coverage and information. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends in action. BetOnline where the game starts. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Once again, guys, I want to thank you all for making Locked On Wizards your first listen every day. For your next listen, check out the Locked On Now podcast, nightly recaps of every NBA game with analysis from our local experts. It's free and available wherever you get podcasts. So, Ed... Let's get right into our next question. All right, this question is from DMV underscore Scott on Twitter. He says, what's a realistic offseason plan in terms of signing and prospects we should draft? Uh, As far as realistic signings, you look at the, the free agent market for point guards. You got John Wall, player option. He's not opting out of that. <laughs> Um, and I don't think he's coming back, guys. Uh, Russell Westbrook, right. player option. Um, <laughs> he's not opting out of that. And I don't know how the Lakers can move off of him. 
Kyrie Irving has a player option. I, I you never know what Kyrie Irving, honestly, but I, I can see him now that Harden's gone. I think he, especially if the mandate stuff lifts and he can play home games again, I think he opts in. But who mm-hmm. knows? I, I honestly don't know what Kyrie. You have Ricky Rubio coming off the torn ACL. We just had a point guard who was coming off a torn ACL. I don't know if we want to do that again. I mean, Patty Mills probably signed up with a contender, has a player option, could opt in. Dennis Schroeder probably wants to be with a contender, someone he feels like is a real contender contender. It's mm-hmm. tough, man. I mean, honestly, you look at Howell Neto, he may be a guy that gets re-signed again. Um, it gets brought back. You look at uh, a guy like Tyus Jones from Memphis, who's a, a good backup point guard. It, it, the point guard market right now is – it's not the strongest. You know, you look at Jalen Brunson possibly, potentially, but it's not the, the sexiest thing in the world right now. Even when you look at trades, like DeJounte Murray, if he was a pop-up, he's an all-star on a team-friendly contract with next season and the season after that, making 16 mil. Spurs are going to want a bag if they were to ever let go of him, so I don't know if the Wizards have the assets for that. Uh, you look at Colin Sexton, I don't know if I like that backcourt with Bill. And you look at the draft. I mean, Ty Ty Washington, he may be gone before the Wizards get that pick. The other point guards in the draft, I mean, you got Gene Montero, Kennedy Chandler. It's so the point guard market is it's, it's, it's interesting. There's nobody I can really say, like, right off the top of my head, just from looking at anything, like, oh, get that guy, unless they're mm-hmm. in a position to get, like, Ty Ty Washington. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you, too. Um the point guard position, yeah, free agency, you're you're not gonna find much. Jalen Brunson is available, and we're over the cap right now, especially when we're gonna pay Bradley Bill. We're gonna be over the cap. So if we do want to acquire somebody who wants over the mid-level exception at like 10 mil, 11 mil, we're gonna have to basically do a sign and trade. Um, Jalen Brunson, I think he's gonna get a nice deal because he had a really good year this year. So they're gonna he's gonna get paid this year. He's not gonna get paid like a whole bunch of money, but he's definitely gonna get paid. I want to say, let me see, because I'm looking on spot track, trying to see if they have his like projected what he's going to get. But he's going to get paid pretty nice, just kind of like how we had to sign and trade for Spencer Dinwiddie. We're probably going to have to do the same thing just to get him. Um, if we want a veteran point guard, it's it's probably going to have to be through a sign and trade. Um, Jalen Brunson is probably the top of the list for the free agent guys. Like you brought up DeJounte Murray or DeJounte Murray. Uh, he just made his first all-star game. He's still young. He's on a, his contract is $16 million per year. Um, the Spurs would be kind of kind of foolish to give him up. I don't see Greg Popovich in, in that front office giving him up unless we trade. Um, we're going to have to give up one of our young guys. Um, mm-hmm. Basically, like what 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 the what Demonis Sabonis got from the Kings, he got they got Buddy Hill, they got Tyrese Halliburton. I want to say they got a first-round pick or two. I'm, I can't remember what picks they got. And they got Justin Holiday, right? Or, oh, I'm sorry. They, they, yeah, they, the Kings got Justin Holiday, but basically they had to give up Tyrese Halliburton, who potentially is an All Star, and they gave up Buddy Hill, who's an elite shooter. So from the Wizards' perspective, what we would have to give, we probably have to give up Rui, we probably have to give up Denny, we probably have to give up a first round pick, um, or Kyle Kuzma. That's probably what the uh, Spurs would be asking for. So they're gonna want a lot, and you're gonna have to give up a lot to get somebody. Malcolm Brogdon is another guy that you brought up too. Um, you wouldn't have to give up as much for uh, Dehante. But Malcolm Brogdon, they're going to win a lot from Malcolm Brogdon, too. The Pacers, they they look like some sticklers on um, what trades they make. 
Um, as far as the draft, uh, we talked about Jay Ivey. He's he, they list him as a shooting guard, but I feel like he can play point two because he gets he he's a facilitator too. He he attracts a lot of double teams and he can get guys open. And he makes passes to guys for wide open threes. They got that big man from Purdue who's like he looks like he's eight feet tall. He passes the ball and gives him lobs all the time. So I think he would be a perfect point guard. Um, you brought up Ty Ty too. A lot of Wizards fans, Kentucky guards, they just they play really well. Um, Tyrese Maxey, Tyler Harrow. I haven't really seen a Kentucky guard, John Wall, of course. I haven't really, Devin Booker. I haven't really seen a Kentucky guard come in and, and be a bust. So I think Ty Ty would be a great point guard for the Washington Wizards. Um, Kennedy Chandler from Tennessee, he's playing really well. And um, mm-hmm. BJ Davidson from Alabama. You brought up Gene Montero. I haven't watched him much, you know, because he's overseas. I haven't really watched him much. But those are just some of the names to keep an eye on uh, coming up. Uh, this offseason, as far as prospects in general, the guys who aren't guards, of course, we talked about Jabari Smith. That's kind of a pipe dream. Chet Holmgren's probably a pipe dream. Uh, Palin McCarroll out of Duke, he's probably a pipe dream. AJ Griffin from Duke, he's probably a pipe dream. So the guys who are realistically in that ninth, let's just say we get the ninth seed or ninth pick again. Um, we were talking about this guy from Arizona, Benedict Mathurin. I'm probably probably butchering his name. Um, but he seems more realistic, and he's not even a point. He's a shooting guard, so mm-hmm. we just need shooting. We need shooters. We need guys that can space the floor and shoot. We're the worst or a bottom five three-point shooting team in the league. We just don't knock down threes at all, so to get a guy that can't shoot, and we're looking at a mock, a mock draft as well. Kendall Brown from Baylor, he, he's a good defender. He's 6'8", 205, very athletic, but he, he just can't knock down threes, and I, I, I wouldn't just say no to somebody that can't shoot threes, but at the same time, um, I, I would be a little weary on drafting somebody that can't yeah. shoot. Uh, yeah, the Wizards have drafted. I've had enough guys that are coming out of college who don't mm-hmm. overseas uh, that don't shoot the three ball good right. coming out. Denny didn't shoot the three ball good coming out according to the numbers. Rui didn't mm-hmm. shoot the three ball good coming out according to the numbers. I mean, Kisper did. Kisper is the only pick that you know came out and had really good high shooting numbers, but. I mean, I'm I'm all for also drafting best player available. Right. You yeah. know, it's it's the Wizards at times have drafted for fit, you know, but best player available, man. I, I don't have issue with that strategy either. And unrealistic offseason plans. This is unrealistic, but <laughs> um the NBA Central did put out a tweet. This is per Howard Beck, um sports I mean, senior writer over at Sports Illustrated. Said team executives are bracing for the next disenchanted star to ask out. Said speculation focused on Zion Williamson in New Orleans, Damian Lillard in Portland, and Donovan Mitchell in Utah. I doubt they were going to go from small market teams to another small market team, but you know, those are some unrealistic names. Maybe Dame and Brad want to team up and well, you know, Adam with Porzingis and Brad and Dame can be the um. Don't run from the grind. Don't run from the grind backcourt, you know. <laughs> I, I don't know. But, yeah, those are some unrealistic names right there, big yeah. names. I would say I got a feeling that they still like Jeremy Grant. I think they still may try to bring him in. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's really worth it, especially the way Rui's playing. You, Rui can take the role of a Jeremy Grant. You know, Jeremy Grant's good, but he's not great. Even when we played against him and we beat the Pistons, he looked good, but he looked, he didn't look great. He's not a new he's not a needle mover. So I would still kind of keep an eye on him. Um Donovan Mitchell, yeah, <laughs> we're not gonna get him. Or um Dame Lillard. 
I don't see that happening either, but I do see him moving. I see him moving after this year. Who was the other player? No, it was it was Zion. Zion, yeah, Zion. Yeah, Zion, Damon, Donovan. Donovan, they said New York. Zion, mm-hmm. they said New York. I mean, I would have all three Duke guys there. RJ, Cam, even though he's not <laughs> playing. So I don't know how long Cam's going to be there. <laughs> and Zion. So they will have all three Duke boys over there. And Donovan. I, I can see a guy like Donovan and Zion 100% wanting to go to a bigger market. You know, bigger mm-hmm. market teams. Dame, I'm not too sure. I feel like Dame. Oh, no. I, I don't really see him leaving Portland. He seems like a guy who just, similar to Brad, who just wants to be the guy on that team. So, right. I respect it. And on fit, too, for the Wizards, yeah, if, I wouldn't bring in any more non-shooters around Bradley Bill, too, because it kind of clogs up the paint for him. And he hasn't shot the ball well himself either. So I don't think it would be wise to bring in a guy who is not a, a floor spacer. I think what's best for this team, if they get a good point guard that can, facil- can facilitate and knock down a 3-2 or at least be a threat from there, space the floor out for Porzingis, space the floor out for Brad. Kuz can shoot the three. Rui can shoot the three. Kisper can shoot the three. Bring in more um, 3 and D guys. Bring in more guys who can just scrap not trying to dribble or do too much. Let Brad and the point guard do the ball handling. Let Porzingis just get the ball in the post. And I think that would fit the best around Bradley. But you got Gaff as a rim protector already. Um, Porzingis shoots three. So I, I think it would be the best fit to get three and D guys, scrappy guys, kind of like a Robert Covington. But I'm not, you know, he's not going to be available. But I think somebody of that mold would fit well next to Brad, Kuzma, Porzingis. Um, even Denny off the bench, you know, he could just – you know, find shooters around. Uh, one more guy that I like from the draft is Johnny Davis out of Wisconsin. He's a six-five shooting guard. Um, he's just a scorer, man. And sometimes we need more scoring off the bench. We need more guys that can create a shot for themselves and that just can get a bucket sometimes. Um, I do like the young guys, but sometimes, you know, I think the reason why we lost that Kings game because we just didn't have a guy that we could just get the ball to and, and go get a bucket. So like a six-man that can just come in, like Cam Thomas from the Nets. You know, everybody loves him right now. He's just a bucket getter. Everybody knew that coming out of college at LSU, that's what he did. He, he's just a shooter. He's a scorer. And I think those guys are coming in and starting to translate to the NBA guys who can just score and just fill it up and come off the bench. And the Wizards could definitely use some scoring firepower from a guard standpoint, from a shooting guard, like a backup to Bradley Bill, that can come in and just knock down shots and score. Yeah, I, I think a bucket getter, you couldn't go wrong with that, you know, especially off the bench. Mm-hmm. A young guy off the bench who could just get buckets. I wouldn't mind seeing that in the Wizards uniform. Right. Just, just a bucket getter. So uh, we got one more question, and then we'll probably wrap it up. Um, this one's about Bradley Bill. This is a interesting question. But before we do get into the last question, this episode is brought to you by Built Bar. Have you tried the Puffs? If you haven't, you're missing out on one of the one of Built Bar's best tasting bars. Puffs are the first ever protein infused marshmallow. They're fluffy, they're marshmallowy. They're not just a protein bar; they're a treat, and they're covered in 100% real chocolate. All Built Bars are covered in 100% real chocolate. Yes, Puffs included. 100% real chocolate, low calorie, high protein. Replace your candy bars with these; they are better. A typical candy bar can be anywhere from two to 300 calories. Go to Built.com and scroll down to the macros chart. You'll be blown away. High protein, low cal, high fiber, and low carbs. Most Built Bars contain 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, 4 net carbs, and 17 grams of protein. 
compare that to a candy bar, which usually has around 240 calories, 30 grams of sugar, and dozens of net carbs. Mint brownie, coconut, coconut almond, and new for this month. White chocolate cookies and cream. They are all delicious and new flavors are coming out all the time. If they think a flavor might be good, they'll make it. It will be delicious and it will be good for you. That Built Bar, they are all about the taste. They make it delicious first, then figure out how to make it healthy and don't know how. But they'll pull it out, pull it off every time. Go to Built.com, use promo code LOCK15. That's LOCKED15 and get 15% off your order. Use promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at Built.com. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, so this question is, I want to say this one is on Twitter. This one is from Mark Talbot LaRocca at MTLSVQ on Twitter. He says, what are the chances that Bradley Bill signs a less than full max contract say five years for 220 $200, $220 million dollars. Zero. zero uh, percent <laughs> chance Brad's gonna get all his money. That's the smart thing to do. Um that's the thing anybody would do really. Uh it's hard to get guys to take pay cuts in the current league. It's all about maximizing profit, maximizing, you know, getting the most money possible. Even even if you he was like a real team first guy, it just wouldn't be logical to pass up on that mm-hmm. kind of money. You you take the most money you can get, like period. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. He's yeah. If if he was going to sign that four year one hundred eighty one million dollar uh, option or opt in, he would have been did that. Um, so the fact that he's waiting it out this long, we already know he's going to take that deal, that five year two hundred forty two million dollar deal. Um, so yeah, his generations of his family are going to be set for years. Um, he already got to pay a good deal too. So, um, Brad is, is going to be doing very well. I've seen some of the vlogs, seen his house and all that good mm-hmm. stuff. And they're doing very, very, very well. So, um, but yeah, he, he's not going to take it. He's not going to take anything less than 200 million. Did we answer B4L sports question? I think yeah, he asked if you could pick any realistic point guard for the Wizards next year, who would be your number one choice? I think that kind of tied into Scotty's mm-hmm. question. Um, so, yeah, once again, I mean, it would be Brogdon, DeHonte Murray. That's wishful thinking. But realistic, like like we said, it would probably have to be through the draft. Probably had to be like Ty Ty Washington. Um, somebody like that. that. That would be more realistic. But um, before we wrap up, any thoughts on the All-Star Weekend in a whole as a whole? Um, I didn't watch much of the All-Star game. I watched the first half, and then, of course, they did the ceremony with the 75, top 75. I did watch that, and then after that, you know, we got like 11 o'clock. I saw Macy Gray did the national anthem. Um, but did you have any thoughts about the game or any any, any of the 75-player uh, um, ceremony as well? Uh, it was some cool moments. The Michael Jordan and LeBron, like, afterwards, you know, dapping up and stuff like that. That was cool. Uh, Ray Allen walking past 
Kevin Garnett and Kevin Garnett making that face. <laughs> uh, I was floating around on Twitter. That was funny. Halftime was really long. I mean, I respect, um, you know, the whole, you know, the Kobe tribute and stuff was great too. That was all fun. Very long halftime though. Very long. Uh, the game, I really didn't watch too much until the fourth quarter because I know that's when like they try. It was, it was the fourth quarter was fun. You know, it ended with the Braun game winner. So all in all, the all-star weekend, Outside of the dunk contest, it was cool. <laughs> it was cool. Not legendary, but it was cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the Paul Pierce and the Celtics thing, they actually took a picture later on that night, mm-hmm. so that was cool. Um, Scotty Pippen didn't go. I don't know if he has beef with Michael Jordan or something. I don't know why he didn't show up. I know they, show up, they showed Carl Malone on the screen. Um, there were some other players that didn't show up. Um, but yeah, Mike being there, that was cool seeing him dap up LeBron and some other players. Um, I know, I think he was at the Daytona 500 the same day and he like got on a jet and went to Cleveland. So, um, that, that was interesting. Um, Dennis Rodman, of course, seeing him there mm-hmm. and, uh, all the, all the guys, you know, um, seeing, you know, LeBron's already in his steps in it. You know, they were there in sweats. Kawhi is in the top 75. Dame Lillard's in the top 75. Um, I know some people are mad that T-Mac didn't make it. I don't think t T-Mac is close. I don't know. Dwight Howard should, yeah. probably should have made it, though, out of the 75. Anthony Davis made it, you know. Um, so it was kind of debatable on that front. Um, but, yeah, other than that, it was fine. The dunk contest was awful. I already talked about that. The celebrity game had some um, random people in there that aren't really celebrities. But um, other than that, you know, it's just the all-star game to me is like the Pro Bowl. That's the kind of way I look at it. Yeah, it's it's all right. You know, I don't go crazy <laughs> over it. You know, it's not – you know, the main thing is you look for is the All-Star game. The All-Star game is pretty much just bleh until the, the end of the fourth quarter, and then it really gets fun. So, I mean, it was cool. It was fun seeing Steph get hot, though. He was going crazy. That Steph is, was that going crazy. That was, that's He was fun to watch. He made it definitely enjoyable, for sure. That is it. Yeah. Shout out to Wes Unsell. He was the, the bullet, watching a bullet that did make the top 75. So, shout out to him. Definitely. Shout out, Wes. Yeah. But thank you guys for listening. Thank you guys for making Locked On Wizards your first listen every day. Now make your second listen Locked On NBA. Locked On experts covering the biggest stories around the NBA every Monday through Friday in less than 30 minutes. It's free and available wherever you get podcasts. So tomorrow we're going to definitely try to get uh, Nick from Locked On Mavericks on or his co-host Isaac and um, just get some insight about Porzingis um, and, you know, get his take on what they got. You know, of course, Mm -hmm. you know, we think that we got to steal and getting rid of um, a couple of contracts, so we'll just get his take on the Mavericks. So hopefully you guys can tune in and listen. Make sure you guys subscribe to Locked On Wizards on YouTube. Hit the notification bell and subscribe on on all platforms, iTunes, Spotify, wherever you can get a podcast. I want to thank you guys for listening again. Hell to the Wizards. Peace. Peace. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.